Shalom, my dear friends. We are very thankful to our God and to our Lord Yeshua the Messiah for the privilege that we have to open the Word of God and to minister together uh, and learn concerning the covenants that God made with mankind. We have covered thus far some of the early covenants that God made with Adam and with Noah. We have covered already the covenant that God made with Adam before the fall in the Garden of Eden called the Edani Covenant. We've also covered the second covenant that God made with Adam as the federal head of the human race, again in the Garden of Eden, but it's called the Adamic Covenant after the fall, after sin came in. And we have also covered already the third covenant that God made with Noah, also as the one who is the head of the new creation, that is the new world that began with Noah and his family, which he have made with Noah after the flood uh, fell upon the whole world and only Noah, his wife, his three sons, Shem, Ham, and Yefet, and their wife remain, and through this family, all the nations of the world, all the people, tongues, the nation, which you and I come from till today. In this session, I would like to share with you about the fourth covenant that God made, and this covenant is called the Abrahamic Covenant. In fact, in Hebrew, it is called Brit Avraham. Brit in Hebrew means covenant. Avraham simply is the name of Abram, the man that God has chosen out of all the nations of the world, and through him he raised a nation called Israel, and ultimately through him, Avram, which became Avraham, he brought the Mashiach, the Messiah, into this world, through whom anyone who would believe on him would receive forgiveness of sins. Now, this is very important to learn because from here on, the next covenants, the next five covenants that God makes now, he doesn't make it with all the world, but he makes it specifically with Abraham and his descendants, namely the people of Israel, the Jewish people. Now, these covenants, of course, were made by God in order to provide blessing to all the nations of the world because God, after all, chose that nation, namely Israel, Abraham, Yitzhak, Yaakov, and the people of Israel, to be a blessing to this world. And therefore, it is very important to understand this Abrahamic covenant which God have made with Abraham. And so this Abrahamic covenant is found in at least some five passages in the earlier uh, book of the Hebrew Scriptures. Namely, with, it's found here in the book of Bereshit, the book of Genesis. It is found in Genesis chapter 12, verses 1 to 3. In Genesis chapter 13, verses 14 to 18. In Genesis chapter 15, verses 
uh, actually the whole chapter in Genesis chapter 17, the first 21 verses, and ultimately in Genesis chapter 22, verses 15 to 18. Now there's much to be read about this Abrahamic covenant, but I would like to share with you, my dear friend, a little bit today in this ministry session concerning the Abrahamic covenant, which is called in the Hebrew language, Brit Abraham. Now let me just read a verse or two, first of all, before I'm just uh, speaking and sharing about the Abrahamic covenant. In the book of Deuteronomy, that is the book of Dvarim in Hebrew, Israel were called to remember where the father of the nation, Abraham, came from and who he was. In fact, in Deuteronomy 26 and verse 1, it says, And it shall come, it shall be, when thou art come unto the land that the Lord thy God giveth thee for an inheritance and possess it and dwell therein. Then it says in verse 5, and thou shalt speak and say before the Lord thy God, A Syrian ready to perish was my father. And he went down to Egypt, and he sojourned there with a few, and became there a nation great and mighty and populous. The people of Israel were called always to remember that Abraham Avinu, Abraham our father, was a Syrian that was ready to perish. Abraham, Abraham was one of the people of the nations of the world, just like anyone else, and yet God, by divine design, have chosen that man by the name of Avram, whose name was changed later on to Avraham, father of many nations. Avram means a high father. Avraham means a father of many nations. God have chosen him to be a blessing to the whole world. In fact, later on, in the book of Joshua, in chapter uh, 24, Yehoshua Binun, Joshua reminded Israel, and he said to them in Joshua chapter 24 and verse 2, And Joshua said unto all the people, Thus saith the Lord God of Israel, Your fathers dwelt on the other side of the flood in the old time, even Terach, the father of Abraham, and listen to this, and the father of Nahor, and they served other gods. They were idol worshippers. And I took your father Abraham from the other side of the flood, and I led him throughout all the land of Canaan, and multiplied his seed, and gave him Yitzchak, Isaac. And I gave to Yitzchak Yaakov, and Isa, and so on, and later on came Moses and Aaron. In other words, God reminded our people of all the people of Israel that Abraham was not only a Syrian that was ready to perish, but that he was one that served other gods. How wonderful! How the living God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, have chosen this man and made the Abrahamic covenant with him and his descendants. This is an unconditional covenant mentioned in the book of Bereshit, in the book of Genesis, and it is a promise of God to this man by the name of Av, 
min Abba, father, Ram min Hai, he promised this man a blessing and to be a blessing to the world. And so notice that the first passage that the Abrahamic covenant is found is in Genesis chapter 12, verses 1, 2, and 3. And so we read, Now the Lord had said unto Avram, Get thee out of thy country, and from thy kindred, and from thy father's house, unto a land that I will show thee. And I will make of thee a great nation. And I will bless thee, and make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless thee, and I will curse him that curse thee. And notice that, and in thee shall all the families of the earth be blessed. Here in Genesis chapter 12 and verses 1, 2, and 3, we learn three things in connection with the Abrahamic covenant. Number one, that God promised Abraham to give him a land. This is verse 1. Unto a land which I will show thee. Number two, in the very same uh, passage in Genesis chapter 12 and verse 2, God promised Abraham to become a great nation. Goi Gadol in Hebrew. He said, and I will make of thee a great nation. Then he continued to bless him and to promise him that he will be blessed. I will bless thee. Personal blessing. And I will make thy great, thy name great. His name will become very great. And you shall be a blessing. Avram, I'm going to bless you. I'm going to make of you a great nation. And you are going to be the one that will be a blessing to all others. In fact, in verse 3, God promised that through Abraham, blessing will flow to all the nations of the world. I will bless them that bless thee, and I will curse him that curse thee. And in thee shall all the families of the earth be blessed. Notice, in Avram, all the nations of the earth be blessed. Now notice it's very interesting because in verse 3 of Genesis chapter 12, God said, I will bless them that bless thee. But when it's come to cursing, he says, I will curse him that cursed thee. In other words, God had promised that he will maintain Abraham and he will sustain him because ultimate blessing will come for those that bless Abraham. But also judgment will come upon those or him that curses Abraham. Now in the next passage, in Genesis chapter 13, verses 14 to 18, we see additional promises that God included in this Abrahamic covenant. We read, notice that, verses 14 to 18 of Genesis chapter 13 this time. And so we read, And the Lord said unto Avram, After that Lord departed from him, Lift up thine eyes, and look from the place where thou art, northwards and southwards and eastward and westward. For all the land that thou seest, to thee will I give and to thy seed forever. And I will make thy seed as the dust of the earth, so that if a man can number the dust of the earth, then 
thy seed shall also be able to be numbered. Arise, walk through the land in the length of it and the breadth of it, for I will give it unto thee. Then Abraham removed his tent, and he came and he dwelt in a plain of Mamre, which is Hebron, and he built there an altar unto the Lord. So beautiful to see that Abraham building an altar, because the altar, the sacrifice, always represent a, a worship to God who made a covenant with Abraham. Notice, by the way, that in Genesis chapter 13, God asked Abraham to lift up his eyes. And as Abraham lifted up his eyes, he asked him to look north and south and east and west. And he made a promise to Abraham and he said, All this land I will give to you. Notice in verse 15. For all the land which thou seest to thee will I give it. And he continued, God made this unconditional promise promise to Avram, I will give it to thee, notice, and to thy seed, for how long? Forever. Unconditional promise that Avram and his descendants will receive the promised land forever. God made his promise to Avram. Again, my dear friend, we always have to remember that God is sovereign. We always have to realize that God is the one who owned the, 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 the cattle upon thousands of hills. He is the owner of this world. He is the creator of this universe. And by divine design, not because of man's desire, but by divine design, God promised Avram special land that he would give to him and to his descendants. In fact, it says here in verse uh, um, 16, we read, And I will make thy seed as the dust of the earth, so that if a man can number the dust of the earth, then shall thy seed also be numbered. And when you think about the descendants of Abraham through Isaac, through Jacob, the physical descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, obviously until now, the Jewish people are not the largest and, and is the dust of the earth here upon the face of this earth. Every generation, many of the descendants of Abraham have been persecuted because the enemy of God want to put away, to make an end to the promises of God uh, to Abraham and to his descendants. But that will be fulfilled ultimately in the future day when God will ultimately restore uh, the descendants of Abraham to himself and to the promised land. And that will be fulfilled in the future day. And so, Genesis chapter 12, verses 1 to 3. Genesis chapter 13, verses 14 to 18. And now notice in the next passage, in Genesis chapter 15, there is an additional promise that God gave to Abraham in this Abrahamic covenant. We read in verse 9 to 12 that God 
now made a covenant of blood with Abraham. It says in verse 9 of Genesis chapter 15, and as we mentioned earlier, that really the whole chapter 15 of Genesis part is part of the Abrahamic covenant. But specifically, verses 9, we read, And he said unto him, God said unto Abraham, Take me an heifer of three years old, and a she-goat of three years old, and a ram of three years old, and a turtle dove, and a young pigeon, and he took unto him all these. This is Abraham in obedience to God. He took these animals, and notice, and he divided them, he severed them in the midst, and he laid each piece one against another, but the birds he divided not. And when the fowl came down upon the carcass, Abraham drove them away. And when the sun was going down, a deep sleep fell upon Avram. And lo, and horror of a great darkness fell upon him. And he, that is God, said unto Avram, Know of a surety that thy seed shall be a stranger in a land, that is not there, and shall serve them, and they shall afflict them for four hundred years, speaking about the time when the people of Israel were in the land of Egypt in bondage. But then he continued on, and he said in verse 15, You will go to your fathers. And then notice that as we continue on, and I will not read every verse, it says here in verse 17, And it came to pass, that when the sun went down, and it was dark, behold, a smoking furnace, and a burning lamp that passed between the pieces. In the same day the Lord made a covenant with Avram, saying, Unto thy seed I will give this land. Again, my dear friend, you notice that this was a blood covenant when only God passed through the pieces of these animals which were killed. And God himself passed through these, in the midst of these animals, making a covenant with Avram and promise him to give him that promised land. Notice that we read in verse 18, in the same day, the Lord made a covenant with Avram. And so in chapter 15, the whole chapter deal with the development of the Abrahamic covenant by God when he promised Avram that he will provide for him a land. Notice, we read in verse 12 that a deep sleep fell upon Avram. That word for deep sleep comes from the Hebrew word tardema. It's a supernatural sleep. And that supernatural sleep uh, was uh, similar to when God put Adam to sleep in uh, the early days of the book of Genesis. And from the side of Adam, God gave uh, and provided and made and built a woman by the name of Chava. Here God put Avram into a supernatural sleep similar to death. And he made that promise to him. And then he raised him up. He gave him, you might say, he woken him up. And it's so beautiful to see the promises of God. 
unconditional promise that God made with Avram. This is the Abrahamic covenant. The promise here is again the promise of a land, but even more, my dear friend, in this very same passage of Genesis chapter 15, God also give the, to Abraham the borders of the promised land. It says in verse 18 of Genesis chapter 15, from the rivers of Egypt unto the great river of the Euphrates. And the Kenites, and the Kenazites, and the Kadmonites, and the Hittites, and the Perizzites, and the Rephaim, and the Amorites, and the Canaanites, and the Girgashites, and the Jebusites. In other words, the land of Canaan and its borders were that which God had given to Abraham when he made with him this blood covenant found in Genesis chapter 12, 13, and 15. You can see that the additional information we receive as we read these very interesting passages found in the book of Genesis. When we arrive to chapter 17, in fact, it's the first 21 verses of Genesis chapter 17, here we learn that God's covenant with Avram, it's not only unconditional covenant, but it is also an eternal covenant. Notice what we read in chapter 17, verses 7, 13, and 19. In verse 7, God said to Avram, I will establish my covenant between me and thee, and I see it after thee in their generation for an everlasting covenant. The Hebrew word is Brit Olam, everlasting covenant. He continued a little bit later in verse 13, and God says again to Abraham, He that is born of thine house, and he that is bought with thy money, must need to be circumcised, and my covenant shall be in your flesh for an everlasting covenant. You see, my dear friend, the Abrahamic covenant is not a covenant which is temporary. It is an eternal covenant. And this is an unconditional eternal covenant that God made with Avram. Very, very interesting. Listen to the next verse that it is found in verse 19. Here we read, God continuing, he said, He said, Sarah, thy wife shall bear thee a son, indeed. And thou shalt call his name Yitzchak. In Hebrew, Yitzchak, in English, Isaac. And I will establish my covenant with him now, notice, for an everlasting covenant, and with his seed after him. In other words, Avram, Yitzchak, Yaakov, Yisrael, Yehuda, and David, and so on. All these uh, descendants of Abraham is the covenant which is eternal, unconditional covenant will be made with Avraham, Yitzchak and Yitzchak's seed, Isaac's seed. 
Now, what about the sign of the covenant? God gave to the descendants of Abraham a sign of that covenant. In Hebrew, it is called Brit Milah, a circumcision. The covenant of the circumcision in the Hebrews' foreskin. And so we read in verse 9 to verse 14 of Genesis chapter 17. And God said unto Abraham, Thou shalt keep my covenant, therefore thou and thy seed after thee in their generations. This is my covenant, which ye shall keep between me and you and thy seed after thee. Every male child among you shall be circumcised. And ye shall circumcise the flesh of your foreskin, And it shall be, notice that this is so important to understand, the token, the sign of the covenant which God made with the Hebrews, with the uh, people of Israel, with the Jewish people, descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, there is a sign that God demanded from Abraham and his descendants to have in their foreskin. Again, Dear friend, remember that this is not something that Israel or Abraham asked God to do. But it is God himself who demanded this from his own people, the people of Abraham. And so we read in this uh, verse 11, Ye shall circumcise the flesh of your foreskin, and it shall be a token in Hebrew, the word is ot, a sign of the covenant between me and you. And he that is eight days old shall be circumcised among you, every man child in your generation. He that is born in thine house, or bought with money of a st- any stranger, which is not of thy seed, he that is born in thy house, and he that is bought with Thy money must need be circumcised, and my covenant shall be in your flesh for a notice that once again for an everlasting covenant. And the uncircumcised man child whose flesh of his skin is not circumcised, that soul shall be cut off from among his people. He has broken my covenant. God demanded from Abraham that everyone that is part of the nation of Israel, everyone that is his descendants, or even anyone who came to be part of that nation, from the nations of the world, he must be circumcised. Brit Milah, the covenant of circumcision when the boy was eight days old, not seven days, not nine days, but exactly eight days old. In fact, Yitzchak, Isaac, was the first boy that was circumcised when he was eight days old. This is the sign of the covenant that God made with Abraham in the Abrahamic covenant. Now, finally, when we arrive to chapter 22, this is one of the most beautiful stories that are found in the Hebrew scriptures that point us to the coming Mashiach. 
which is the seed of Abraham, Zera Avraham. And chapter 22 was an, a, an amazing requirement that God had requirement f- required from his servant Avraham. We read, in fact, uh, in this uh, interesting chapter, but specifically verses 15 uh, to 18, these words. To remind you that God asked Avram to go and offer his only son Isaac, whom he had loved. And so Avram, faithful servant, he rose up early in the morning, took Yitzhak his son, and went with wood for the fire, and the fire and the knife, and he went on his way to Mount Moriah. On the way, when he was walking with his son up the mountain, the Mount Moriah, Isaac spake unto his father in verse 7, and he said unto him, Abba, father. And he said, Here am I, my son. And he said, Behold the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb for a burnt offering? And Abraham said unto his son, My son, God will provide, notice that, himself a lamb for a burnt offering. And so they went, both of them, together. And when they have arrived at the mountain, we have the binding of Isaac. Can you imagine Abraham, in, we call it in Hebrew, Akedat Yitzchak. Avram, take his son Yitzchak. And he tied him, and he bind him, and he placed him on an altar which he had built. And he's ready now to kill his son as God have requested this from him. Take now thy son, thine only son, whom thou lovest, and offering there for me upon one of the mountains, which I will tell thee thereof. And Abraham was such an obedient man. And yet he might have been puzzled because God, first of all, promised that blessing going to come, a nation going to come, blessing for the world will come through his son Yitzchak. And now God is asking him to offer his son. But God was faithful to his servant. And his servant, Abraham, was obedient to his God. He knew that if God made a promise to him to make a great nation out of him and to give him a land and to him and his descendants and that through him blessing will flow to all the nations of the world, he says, I trust God. God will be the one that will make sure that he will fulfill his promises to me and to my descendants. And so he was ready to slay his son. And you remember, my dear friend, what we read in Genesis chapter 22 and verse 15. And the angel of the Lord called unto Abraham, we read there in this passage. In fact, you can see how God called him in earlier in verse 11. He said, Abraham, Abraham. And he said, Hineni, here am I. And he said, Lay not thine hand upon the land. Neither do thou anything unto him. For now I know that thou fearest God seeing that thou hast not withheld thy son, thine only son, from me. 
And Abraham lifted up his eyes and he looked and behold behind him there was a ram caught in a thicket by his horn and Abraham went and he took the ram and he offered up for burnt offering this ram instead of his son Isaac. What an amazing servant Abraham was. And what a a, a gracious God who tested Avram and allowed him to come to a point that he was ready to slay his son Yitzchak. But God did not want Yitzchak. He doesn't want Isaac. He wants Avram's heart. Responds to his promises to him, trusting in him. And so how beautiful we learn this lesson that God promised Abraham to provide for him the Messiah and through the Messiah which we come from the descendants of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and Israel, a, a blessing will flow to the world through the seed of Abraham. And so we read in these verses that are found in Genesis 22, in verse 15 and 16 and on, it says, And the angel of the Lord called unto Abraham out of heaven the second time. And he said, By myself have I sworn, says the Lord, for because thou hast done this, and hast not withheld thy son, thine only son, that in blessing I will bless thee, and in multiplying I will multiply thy seed, as the stars of the heaven, and as the sand which is upon the seashore, and listen to this, and thy seed shall possess the gates of his enemies. And verse 18 tells us, And in thy seed shall all the nations of the world be blessed. My dear friend, God had promised that through the seed of Abraham, Zerah Abraham, the Messiah will come. The one that will, will provide redemption for mankind. In fact, if you remember, the first verses that are found in the Gospel of Matthew, in the Brit HaChadashah, began this way. Verse 1, the book of the generation of Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus Christ, Jesus the Messiah, the son of David, the son of Abraham. Abraham begot Isaac, Isaac begot Jacob, Jacob begot Judas and his brethren, and so on. The first verses of the New Covenant, the Brit HaChadashah, the New Testament, began with, this is the generation of Yeshua, the Messiah, the son of David, the son of Abraham. You see, the apostle Shaul Paul helped a little bit the Galatians to understand that the Messiah was the seed of Abraham. And we read in Galatians chapter 3, and there we read in verse 13, for Christ, or Messiah, has redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us, for it is written, Cursed is every man that hangeth on the tree, Shaul Paul is saying to the Galatian. And he continued to say that the blessing of Abraham 
might come upon the nations of the world, the Gentiles, through Jesus Christ, Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus the Messiah, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. He continued, my dear friend, and he said in verse 16, Now to Abraham and to his seed were the promises made and not, notice, he says, not into seeds, when it's come to the redemption, he's speaking about the single seed, single zera, seed of Abraham that will come, namely the Lord Jesus, Yeshua the Messiah. Not as many, he said, but as of one, and to thy seed, which is Christ, which is Mashiach, which is Messiah. Well, how gracious God is to provide this unconditional Abrahamic covenant which he had promised to Abraham and the full extent of the covenant haven't come yet to fruition because the people of Israel are still scattered all over the nations of the world and waiting the day when they will be restored to the land, and uh, when they're going to be a people that will believe in Yeshua, Jesus the Messiah, and he will reign and rule over the nation of Israel as the King of the Jews, and the King of kings, and Lord of lords, and all the nations of the world will be blessed. What a day is coming. Until that time, anyone who are of us who is a believer in Yeshua, Jesus, the Messiah, today we are coming under the blessings of the Abrahamic covenant. That whosoever believeth on him, on these descendants of Abraham, Jesus, the Messiah, whosoever believeth on him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. My dear friend, how wonderful to know this unconditional covenant that God made with Avram. And he extended through the nation of Israel, through the Messiah, to all those that we believe on Yeshua Jesus, the Messiah. Do you believe on him? I trust you do. God bless you, my friend. Until the next time. Shalom, shalom.